beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. To know who we would be uninterrupted, you know, yeah. where where wow. we would, what what if all we had to work with was what God gave us, you know? So, um, and what would this society, world, community, church look like if that were the case? I also am curious about just the nature of leadership and how. You know, the the conversations that I'm having in my circles are about the deficiencies of leadership in in these systems as they are. Um, Part of what I'm curious about is how we would dismantle them and what we would rebuild. Um, Because a lot of the Black women that I know of, and of course we are not a monolith, but a lot of the ones that I know of, mm, they love communal care. You know, communal uh leadership it's not the hierarchy that um that they desire i mean i know i don't oh i don't see in this broken system how black women can't take their place without the whole thing changing you know so i don't know thoughts anybody yeah i think um the tradition that I'm most familiar with is in evangelicalism and I know it. So the marketing's pretty bad for black women. <laughs> you can't you can't be a white supremacist like and, and love and protect black women, you know. So why do you um, think it's so bad towards black women? Because I, I I find myself like why I mean, it's bad towards women in general, right? But there seems to be this energy yeah. with Black women. Like, do y'all? Th- I mean, yeah, well, like, why do you I think mean, that? If it ain't if it ain't the racism, it's the sexism. So yeah. it's like it's you know my my body is like such an offense mm-hmm. um, when when the ideal of womanhood is so often the antithesis of who I am. It is so often, you know, I, what, how we interpret a quiet and gentle spirit, what wow. a good wife um, does, how, how she mm. creates a home, you know, like we're erased from the, the narrative. Like my, my body was a source of enrichment um, for, slave owners who went to church, right? Um, There was a tacit agreement that what happened to me isn't rape, just because it happened to me in this body. If it happened in white women's body, Mm. it's violation. And in my body, it's profit. So it's like generations of that tacit agreement um, that whatever happens to my body um is is not human um it is profit making i don't i mean what else would 
would make a good God-fearing Christian man rape a woman? Or what else would make a good God-fearing man sell their children? So like that's the heritage that goes hand in hand with the uh, white evangelical church. Um, the, the reason why there so so many women didn't have to work was because my mother, my grandmother, my great grandmother, they were working. They were mm. doing the wash. You know, there was mm. they were doing the cooking. Wow, wow. So like in order to be Christian, for them to be Christian, I had to be the heathen going to work. Um wow. so Dang. it's just the the hypocrisy that um is constantly manifesting itself as such when people in embodied like me enter into rooms wow so and people you know would rather deal with lies than deal with their own hypocrisy because that's how it's that's how christianity has been practiced you have in the country yeah. um, my body is here to tell the truth right so um, just by just by existing, so to value my body would be to tell on themselves in a way, you know, mm. to say, "Wow, you know, shouldn't shouldn't have raped you, shouldn't have killed your children, shouldn't have, have split up your home, shouldn't have shot you while you were sleeping, shouldn't have done it." So it's easier. I mean, I re I really feel like that's that's also part of why segregation and you know the the real estate dealings are so tantamount in in um, perpetuating myths. If yeah. if we have to live together, then you know you you you'd have to be confronted with your own lies. You know right. you'd have to be confronted with them. Um, I think I think that's that's the root of a lot of hostility. Um, and, and that and then the naked power grab that really is a lot of Christian nationalism. It's, it's teaching the Bible in a way that ensures the succession of power um, mm. to the same people, which mm. is, I was telling my kids, this is the opposite of Jesus. We were looking, looking at Matthew, um, the book of Matthew and um, noticing Jesus is preaching and how generous he is with his authority and his power. He uses it and he's healing people who, who society threw away. He's, he keeps toppling the system and there are lame people walking. Who cares about lame people? Who cares about bleeding women? Who cares about old mother-in-laws and little girls that won't wake up? Who, who cares about demoniacs? Who cares? So Jesus does. And so he keeps toppling mm. this, this, the systems instead of enriching a Herod or um, instead of hoarding power with the Roman government, he's over here in the corner touching people who are untouchable. So 
Um, I think, you know, that's probably why Christian nationalism, evangelicalism is so flaccid. It's so, it's so impotent, you know, it's just so, yeah, <laughs> it's so empty. It, there's, yeah. You're right. You have helped me in a major way just now. Cause even when, when you were talking about, uh, you, you, you said that, uh, to, to be honest with themselves or to come to terms would, would, would expose like the, the, the myths or, or I'm sorry, I'm, I'm poorly rephrasing what you just said. But one of the things that popped into my mind was the treatment that Michelle Obama was given. <gasps> and you talked sure. about, you, you even said, if it's not the racism is it's the sexism. And you know, the yes. reality is that a lot of black women have to deal with both simultaneously and how wow, yeah. Michelle Obama, okay, by, by just about every metric and by his own testimony, Barack Obama married up. <laughs> Michelle Obama put her career on hold mm -hmm. yes. to, to, to push and birth his dreams. Yes. And I think about the fact that a black woman who by his own admission was more talented than the president of the United States, the first black president of the United States, and that she had the audacity with her law degree and everything to live in the White House and basically be a stay-at-home mom with all of that and how offensive that was to everybody and, and, and the anger that people hold because of that. Because now you look at one weird conspiracy theory I keep seeing pop up is like, oh, I bet you Joe Biden's not president longer than a couple of weeks before he resigns and Kamala gets the wild. Or, you know, they like yeah. mispronouncing her name on purpose. They say they say Kamala, even though, you know, this is Kamala's easy. But but they say, oh, we'll put them in the, in the White House. And just the very presence of Black women in some places makes people go berserk. Yeah. It's almost belying the fact that the design wasn't for y'all to make it this far. Yeah. Like your very presence is insulting because people try to destroy you. Yeah. And Literally. Doesn't it? You're right. It manifests something. I think when you see a black woman walking in her power, it does manifest something. And I, I don't mean a good something, a demonic something. I mean, whether it's Michelle Obama, it's funny how you just phrased it. Uh, people keep saying, um, I, I keep hearing the thing that Barack dated down. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I missing something? <laughs> and... Um, so or who's you, the standard? Yeah, the standard where, where speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> or I look at the scrutiny that Michelle gets from all sides, including with the even in our own community. And it doesn't it doesn't yeah. seem fair, right? I look at the scrutiny that Kamala got from all sides, even more than Joe Biden. Um <laughs> even more than Amy Klobuchar, who really... <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> Amy Klobuchar. You know, never mind. Let me not even go. <laughs> Let me... And, uh, but, <laughs> but Kamala really got it from all sides. And then, even during the debates, people uh, depicted uh, Kamala as being <clears throat> out of control and emotional and hysterical. Yes. And I'm thinking... 
if With that is Trump, his in, in Trump's America, Kamala is the one that's out of control. And, and, <laughs> and I'm thinking in the debates with Pence, if Kamala is hysterical, yo, black women don't have a chance. <laughs> I, it, like literally, if that's hysterical, because, you know, looking at that, I've watched black women both inside and outside of the church having mm-hmm. to keep a rein on their feelings and speak in very clear hushed tones and then even then be uh, depicted as aggressive. Yeah. Um, and so watching the news reports about Kamala being aggressive, I'm thinking, yeah, she literally said, I'm speaking and y'all acted like she put a Glock to homie's head. <laughs> and, uh, right. But I've I, but I've literally watched. But I, you know, I've watched white pastors melt down on black women, and black women t- say two senses, and then the story afterwards was that the black woman was out of control. Hmm. So you're right. I think there is something, um, Trey, and then Sharifa, like. Black women walking in a modicum of power manifest something demonic in people. I mean, mm. truly, I, I don't know. I think it has to be demonic because the way that people go after to diminish, it's like they have to destroy it. It is demonic to me. It's weird that it's unexamined. This is this is where I'm just like, are you aware of yourself? Like, why? <laughs> why? would this be the response what is the norm for you what what would be standard order for you and why mm. why does th- seeing this manifest this set of emotions you know like you know what black women are powerful um there's there's so much I mean, we've, it's been mentioned before, there's so much that Black women have had to endure, that um, Black women have had to adapt to, have had to learn, um, so many different areas where they've had to pick up slack, so many different things that they do that they don't get credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, even my own wife, this is her second, this is the second time she's been at a company and been in management and been like the cleanup person, but then somebody else yep. gets the credit in the raise. Yep. My wife is incredible, FYI. Oh, she yeah. is amazing. I'm telling you, my wife is amazing because I would have left a long time ago. When I don't True. feel appreciated, I'm out. But she loves what she does. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I support her. And I'm like, you know what? I will be here and I will listen to you complain and I will love you through it. We was talking about a job. I thought you were saying you would have left you a long time ago if you, oh. <laughs> the job. No, 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 no. The job, the job, the job, the job. <laughs> but no, I, <laughs> um, I think in that way, black men are black women are powerful, and that's threatening mm-hmm. because it's true power. Because you have this, you have the ability to do anything. Like, and I know black women are not a monolith, but generally, in monolith, monolithically speaking, black women have this ability to do amazing things right like a a lot of different things and I think honestly that's true power because for me I like before I I could see how it would have been threatening but like it's so non-threatening because like you said like I think Rob said before um the intent is not to 
um, disenfranchise another person, right? Like, right. so the like it's true power. It, and I don't really agree with the pastor, but there's a pastor that once said that um, true power is knowing that you can destroy something, but you don't. And I think black women hold that sort of power that you can topple governments like like you can topple a lot of different things like those same structures that you want to topple you can topple them and create an entirely different system that works Mm. right but that's threatening because now the people that are in power are no longer in power yeah right like and so um rob made a post the other day and i i mean i felt like it kind of fit but i was like yo um the root of white supremacy is 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 white genocide like the whole reason that white supremacy exists is because white people thought that these people are going to get more powerful us and they're going to overtake us yeah and we're not going to be here no more so we need to conquer them before they conquer us yeah and so that that mentality has spread and i think unfortunately and and one day we had this conversation with within the black community the misogyny and within the black community we got yep. we got like we got it we got i mean this is this is for us by us we like we got you know we gotta clean up some areas too um but that's not that's not now um but unfortunately black men have kind of followed suit and i hate it yeah. because man like i really like i wish now like every day i fall more and more in love with my wife like just watching her be a mom and be uh, this manager at her job and manages a, manage a team of people that don't even want it. Like these people don't even want to clock in and out right. And she like literally Bless has to her. babysit adults, but she does Bless it so gracefully. You know what I'm saying? Like there's this grace that she does and she can do it while she's feeding her four month old baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and and then still be conducting an interview. Like, my, she's a G. Oh, my God. I love her so much. Yeah. Just like, and not to say that anybody else can't do it, but I look, I'm married to a Black woman, and this this Black woman does this. Yeah. yeah. You know so what I'm that, saying? Yeah, Sorry, I went no, off. No, no, no. No, that's awesome. <laughs> no, so, it's always good to, to, to praise your wife. Yeah, man, I love her, man. Always good. It's awesome. So actually, I just have two last questions, and you said I got to cut that out though because now I'm gonna be in trouble with my wife because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. No, oh, so <laughs> no. So I got two last questions. Um, <laughs> one is for Sharifa, and then one is for the, the for us fellows. So Sharifa, on that note, what is advice that you would give to black men in but you know, we black. I'm sorry to all everybody else who ain't black listening. Uh, <laughs> um, because there is- You misog- can still take notes. Yeah, you can take notes. Uh, you, you in the standing section, as Truth Table said, I love what they say. That. <laughs> right, I love it. <laughs> Y'all <in the> standing <laughs> section. I'd be in the standing section on Truth Table literally every week. <laughs> I'll be like, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, every month rather. Um, so, Give us some advice on how we can be better allies to the sisters in our community. Um, How can we hold space for y'all inside of the church, outside of the church? Like, how how can we make room for y'all? This is a... And I realize that's a vast question. Yeah. 
it is, I fear that I will be insufficient in my answer. And it's okay. But I, um, okay, well. A starting point is good, to be honest. Like, you don't have yeah. to be perfect, but just. Yeah. Because you know we're because let me let Something me say to that start a let me or... yeah yeah because because we we aren't the you know because there's a lot of the people like ah oh, black women always trying to tear down black men no the, the that's not who we are the, the people <laughs> right. who listen to us we already are on the way we want to do the work right we want to be good to black women right so like. So anything you speak to us, our hearts are softened, right? So um, those other dudes, that's I, not, I, that's I can't not help. the root of my fear. Yeah, that's okay. That's not the root of my okay. fear. Um, I think what I can, I just know that, you know, we're, we're in so many different um, seasons of life. Mm. Um, um, so many different places on the road to maturation as just Black women, because we're just so there's such a diversity amongst us. And so True. that's where I'm just like, I could talk about me. So. Um, yeah, so talk about you. <laughs> so, okay. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'd be happy. Um, I always have, I always go back to who Jesus is and how he treated women, right? And so there, there was an ease um, that he, had and that he extended whenever he was with women in the Bible. Um, they were always invited and not invited so that, you know, to, to meet a quota, not invited because somebody had to cook. Um, <laughs> it was, although he would accept that, you know, I think there was just this beautiful ease where um he he was always attentive and fully present in the conversation and was always dignifying was spoke without condescension and without guile and received um what he heard from women believed in them um engaged in such meaningful conversation about the nature of God, the nature of worship, the you know theological discussions that he didn't have with his own disciples. You know, he spoke plainly to them in ways that he didn't. You know, he needed to speak in parables for a lot of people, and you'll notice it wasn't the case with women. So. Um, there was just something where he under he understood that they understood how they understood and just was able to um, honor them with how he communicated with them. I think that he let them be. Black girl magic is definitely a fun, wonderful phrase, but we're broken. Doing all the things costs. It shows up in our CT scans, it shows up in our rates of heart disease, it shows up in our chronic illness, it shows up in our um, maternal death rates, it, it shows up um, despite our socioeconomic situation. We need rest. We need 
rest. We need rest. We need um, space to recover um, as well. We need this um, not only acknowledgement of our humanity, but you know the the tender tending to that humanity, where we're we're not always warriors. Maybe some of us are mediocre. We need the room, the freedom um, of mediocrity. I mean, wow. Yeah. Just mediocrity would be such freedom. Yeah. <laughs> so, like um, support, just it looks like spaces of credit, acknowledgement, honoring, spaces of rest. Um, nourishment, um, it, it means giving credit where credit is due. It, it means um, conferring the respect that anyone else would get, you know, whether it's remuneration, you know, just pay us, would you pay a white dude, you know? Mm-hmm what you would pay a black dude what'd you pay you know just pay. like it means <laughs> just pay right pay. period <laughs> yes it means it, and, and oftentimes it does mean that because you know a lot of us have um, more advanced degrees we've we've studied hard we're an extremely educated demographic and we are struggling to make the same money as people who are less educated and have less experience um i think i don't know you know i think jesus because i'm a a lover of who he is i think that he is the ultimate example of how to treat black women Um, there's there's a tenderness and an intelligence and, a, and an observance that he has where he sees, you know, he sees the person in front of him. And so often black women are invisible. Mm. So the kingdom come for us is to be seen and loved. Wow. Mm. Wow. Don't even ask me no question, Rob. Don't do it. Well, this one will be good. So in light of that, as we close, I just want to lift up what's a prayer, a desire that we have as Black men for Black women uh, this year and beyond? You know, first. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go first because you know what? I I was just um bragging on um my wife's black magic. And uh I almost feel like I caught a little bit of a little little rebuke there. Uh no 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 not I'm because it's convicting because she she does need rest, right? Like um and I tell her, you know, I try to make space for that to happen. So my prayer, um, my prayer would be that in the midst of chaos, in the midst of 
what for them might be the ordinary or the norm, um, which could be like extraneous circumstances for us um, that that sometime between before and after or after and before that there's rest um, that people around them would hold them accountable to find rest yeah um, whether it be a spouse a friend um, but even those that hear this podcast like prayerfully the black women in your lives you would be more considerate of the fact that they need rest. So that would be a, a, um, a prayer going forward. Yeah, I think I'll go next. I I made it through this whole pod and I didn't cry. So that is great. Yo, um, I, I almost just did right there yeah. because- I, you know. <laughs> I uh, Miracles happen. <laughs> uh, uh, my prayer uh, is that Black women wouldn't have to fight for equity. Um, and that almost sounds naive uh, because of the nature of which our society is set up, our churches are set up. Like, Black women have to fight. You know, like I look at, you know, my mom, she's had to fight her whole life. My, my, my sisters, they have to fight um, to fight just to get heard. And, um, you know, my younger sister, she's brilliant. I mean, she, her earning potential is 10 times greater than mine. Uh, she's brilliant. Um, but literally she has to fight and, um, it hurts me to watch. I mean, to be heard, um, in a way that I, I don't even have to. And, uh, I think, uh, I, okay, so I did cry. So I, I did, I prayed that in a naive way, in a naive prayer that black women wouldn't have to fight for that, especially um, in the walls of the church. I feel like if they have to fight anywhere that it shouldn't have to be with the inside the walls with the people of God. And um, that sucks. And um, it hurts for them to have to fight in society and then come into the house of God and fight as well. And um, so I think in that theme of rest, I, I just pray that they wouldn't have to be those warriors, at least, at the very least, in the house of God. Um, that might be seen as noble to other people, but like, it shouldn't have to be that way, you know. It doesn't have to be this way, you know, in the words of Andre Henry. So, yeah, that's my prayer. Yeah, I think um, kind of in a similar vein, because we've mentioned rest a lot, and it made me think of this whole principle of the Sabbath day, right? Um, the seventh day and keeping it holy and not doing any work. But beyond that, um, the Sabbath year, right? Because every seven years, they were supposed to give the land rest, and then beyond that, even after every seven Sabbaths, they, they had the year of Jubilee, right? So I guess my prayer would be one of Jubilee where um, y'all get to go home 
yeah. and live you get to take back what was taken from you everything that's changed yeah. hands everything that your hands have produced all of all of the, the labor and, and and that you don't have to sow or reap in this season but that you can live off of the land yeah. that you can look back and see and the magical thing about that to me the, the amazing thing is that that's one of those laws one of those prescriptions in the bible that was given not just to the people of israel but the foreigners among them so yeah. I believe that if this prayer of the Jubilee is fulfilled, it's not just going to benefit black women, but that the people who are among black women and supporting them and, and, and doing that thing might also be able to celebrate that year as well. So if you ask me my prayer, is this for a, a year of Jubilee for, for the black women who have made our families what they are, who have made our churches what they are, who have made this nation what it is, and who have made the world what it is that that, that we can y'all get to cash in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, here it was I tried to go first, so I wouldn't be stuck trying to go behind Trey. Then here come Trey with like <laughs> playing cleanup hitter, batting fourth or fifth in the lineup. <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, bless y'all. Amen. We now have a Patreon, which Patreon. I want to encourage each and every one of y'all to, to visit at uh, patreon.com slash three black men. Uh, think through it, pray through it, ask God uh, <laughs> if, if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing. Because on top of some bonus content here, we have uh, some blog pieces going up. There's going to be some devotional content coming out. And I want to encourage you guys um, to visit that Patreon, patreon.com slash three black men. Go watch and, my um, kids ruin my videos. Go ahead. Watch, watch them. <laughs> them. Them babies ain't ruin nothing, man. As a matter of fact, there's more people going to sign up to, to see them babies. How about that, bro? <laughs>